0: hey everybody welcome to this week's episode this week i am going to talk about the seven biggest mistakes that most podcasters are going to make one of when they're starting their podcast I had an opportunity last week to do a training for people on my email list, and I went through the seven mistakes that I see podcasters make more than any. And so in just a few moments, I'm going to share that recording with you so you can hear me go through all of those. But before I get started, I want to remind you why I started doing this podcast, and how I like helping people. You know, nowadays, people expect to consume multiple types of content based on their needs. That's why podcasting has become such an essential strategy for businesses to promote themselves. The great thing about podcasting is that it's the only online content platform that allows for passive consumption. In other words, anyone can listen to a podcast actively and learn from it while also doing something else. A person can be working out at the gym, driving to their workplace, or sitting at the bus stop waiting for their ride. In any of these situations, you can tune into a podcast and learn about something while doing something else. As a listener to a podcast, you don't need to keep your eyes constantly fixed to the screen. You don't have to focus hard to understand what you're reading. You simply consume the content as you listen to it without disrupting your daily life. Basically a podcast is a seamless part of a daily routine for many people. This is also the primary goal for many podcast creators. Think about it. The average commute time in the United States is about 25 minutes. That's 25 minutes of podcast audio people could be tuning into. With a podcast, you're providing people with an opportunity to learn about what you have to offer in an environment where other content platforms simply cannot compete. Another great thing about podcasting is it lets you develop stronger relationships with your audience. While a person is listening to you speak, you put your voice in their ears. It feels intimate, and they can easily pick up on your intonation and emotion by listening to your voice. As a podcast listener myself, I find that it's easier to empathize with a speaker by listening to their voice as they tell a story. When done right, you can transport listeners to a particular moment in your life that could be easily relatable to them. After all, finding common ground with people is an amazing way to develop relationships. When I go to events and get to meet my podcast listeners for the first time, we usually hit it off as though we've been longtime friends. Thanks to my podcast, there's this sort of intimate connection that I've made with them. Those interactions at first caught me off guard. For instance, when a listener recounts something about me that I mentioned in a past episode, it can feel a little jarring. I thought to myself, what? How do they know that about me? But then I realized it's because that individual has been an avid listener to my podcast and was trying to connect with me. Eventually, I got used to that and realized just how powerful podcasts can truly be. I'm just using my microphone in my office and developing great relationships with my audience, which is something that no other platform today can do. However, developing your own podcast is no simple feat. You need the right guidance to make sure that your podcast starts off on the right path towards success. That's why I have the Podcast Launch Intensive, and that's what it's all about. It provides an eight-week intensive training course with four to five specific manageable activities for people to complete each week, allowing them to overcome the common obstacles for a podcast launch. The main goal of the Podcast Launch Intensive is to help people save on time, effort, and money when it comes to common do-it-yourself mistakes. It's about making intentional decisions that will help you get started in podcasting and eventually become successful with it. We're actually starting a session of the podcast launch intensive this week, and there's still time to join. If you're interested, go to dannyosment.com PLI and sign up today. Hey everyone, welcome to my training today, the seven biggest mistakes that people make when starting their podcast. And we're gonna talk a lot about how to avoid them. We've got everybody here. There's gonna be time for a question and answer as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen and get everything started up here. So as we go, if you have questions and things like that, feel free to just put them in the chat. We should be able to monitor that. And the, make sure you select panelists and attendees when you're putting that question in so that everybody can see your question. That way, you know, if someone else has your question, they're, they're good to go. They know they don't have to, to worry about it. <clears throat> okay. So biggest mistakes when people start a podcast and and this is something that I deal with a lot the reason I wanted to do this training was these are a lot of the questions I get these are a lot of a lot of the things that I end up helping people fix once they've tried to do it themselves when they're starting a podcast if they are you know watching youtube videos to try and learn how to do this and things like that so we're going to go through them I'm going to show you some examples During that time, also bring up the chat box here so I can see as you're talking in here if there's any, any problems and things like that. Okay, so the first thing I see and probably the biggest mistake that most people make when they're starting out or they're thinking about doing a podcast is that they start out thinking that their podcast will go viral. They think that they're going to be the next Joe Rogan. They're going to be the next Tim Ferriss. They're going to be the next whatever you name it. The the big, serial, the big podcast that everybody um, thinks about. They think they're going to be the next Guy Raz. Okay, this rarely happens, rarely if ever. See what happens is you tend to see that the average podcaster, and this is like the the median. This is right in the middle, gets around hundred. 150 downloads per episode after about three weeks, okay? You have to get to about 2,000 downloads per episode before you get to the top 10%. If you have a 1,000 downloads per episode, you're in the top 20%. It's really not until the top 1% or 2% where you're seeing 10,000, 20,000 downloads per episode or more, hundreds of thousands of downloads. So the thing that happens is you don't you get this lower number and you think oh my gosh this is not successful i see people with youtube videos that have 14 million views or 14 thousand views or 140,000 views i should do video well what you don't realize though is that a podcast listener is a much higher quality listener 93% of podcast listeners listen to more than half or all of each episode. So if you have 200 people listening to each episode, those 200 people are spending 20 minutes with you, 30 minutes with you, or maybe you've got them for two minutes on a video. These are your core people. These these are your inner sanctum. These are your inner circle. These are the people that were in there at the beginning and and are really loyal to you. So that's why it's a big deal. And so you want to think about a podcast as it's really an investment strategy marketing in general is like investing. Okay, you've got your short-term investments, which are ads. You're running ads to a webinar like this, a training or whatever you want to call it. You've got your medium-term things like maybe your social media channels. You want to show up there every week and you're talking about some things, you're give, you know, doing messaging posts, you're giving you're doing get to know me posts, you're promoting things in social media. That's your medium term. Your long-term investments are things like your podcast, your blog, your email list, maybe your YouTube channel. These are things that you're going to work on for a long time and a long time. And it's going to be a long time before you actually see the return on that investment. But when the market hits the right spot, or you've done it for six months, you're going to start to see that return. You're going to start to see the people that really trust you. You're going to start to see the people that follow through, that buy things, that share your stuff more that show up to events that you're doing, things like that. So you really, if you start a podcast, you have to stick with it. You got to stick with it for six months. You got to stick with it for a year. And I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to show you some of my stats on my podcast, which is kind of a small podcast, but you'll see why this effect happens. So when you do a podcast, it's really about finding your audience and then talking to that audience, okay? Okay. You got to find the audience for you, the audience that likes you, that, that really resonates with you. And that's when it becomes powerful because these are people that are your audience. They are your fans, your true fans, your loyal fans, your loyal community, whatever you want to call them. They are the ones that are going to drive any growth of the podcast, any growth of your business and things like that. So when you start out, well, the podcast. Don't expect it to blow up. I have one client right now where, in the first two to three months, their numbers have blown up, and I I told them because they were thinking about you know quitting and pausing and because no they weren't hearing back from anyone, but their numbers were looking amazing. And so I was saying to them, "Hey, look, your numbers are blowing away ninety nine point nine percent of all of our other clients in their first four months." So, you have hit on a topic here that people really want to hear about. And sure enough, like if I go into Apple Podcasts and I search a key, like a key keyword, like a really important keyword for their podcast, sure enough, they come up like the number two result. And that's very rare that that happens now. So you, it's more about finding the people that want to hear from you than hitting on the idea that no one else has done before. That just doesn't exist anymore because there's millions of podcasts out there. If you do anything that's a common topic now, you're going to be eight or nine down the search results. So it's more about connecting one-on-one with people through the podcast and getting them to help you grow. And we'll talk about that when I talk about launching with an audience. So don't think it's going to go viral. Now, this is the next big mistake that I see people make. They spend all their time when they're starting up obsessing over, well, what's my format going to be for my show? How often should I do it? How long should it be, et cetera? Like the the, the nitty gritty details of what the show should be. And really, you, you just have to start ugly. You've got to get it out there because you've got to start finding your audience like i just said you've got to start finding who wants to hear from you you may be a therapist okay and you have ideas about how i could help people through a podcast well there's there's lots of shows on mental health there's lots of therapist led shows but the person that likes you may not like that other therapist they may, may not connect and if you're if you've ever been to a therapist you understand something like that you may have had to go through two or three therapists talk therapists before you you found the one that you really connected with and started to make progress or breakthroughs or things like that it's and it's the same with anything it's the same with coaches it's the same with businesses it's the same with the lawyers that that I work with you know they are looking to build trust with people so that when they need a lawyer that's the lawyer they want to go to Okay, so it's more about finding that audience. It's less about, should I do solo shows? Should I do interviews? Should I do panel discussions? Should it be once a week? Should it be twice a week? Should it be twice a month? That stuff is less important. Should you know? Should it be 30 minutes? Should it be an hour and a half? Find the audience, start talking about what you want to talk about and how you help people and, and whatever your show is about. And then start to ask the audience, well, what do you like? What do you like about this show? What would you like me to do more of? What questions do you have? All that sort of stuff. Your audience will tell you what they need if you ask them. Okay? Now, the next big mistake that people make is poor sound quality. And this is where I come from. I mean, I was a, a music engineer forever. Sound quality is very important to me. And, and frankly, it's like a restaurant. You, know, you go to a restaurant, you expect them to serve edible food right if it were inedible food if it were gross if it were making people sick they wouldn't stay in existence they would shut down people would stop coming it's the same with a podcast if people can't stand to listen to you because the sound quality is bad or they have to keep turning the volume up and down uh, because your guest is louder than you and and it's not balanced and things like that they're not going to stick around and that's really really easy to do in this day and age it's really, really easy to do. And I'm going to show you a couple of things, just looking at the, the chat here. Yeah, Donna talked about consistency is key. And yeah, consistency compounds. We'll talk about that. But consistency and sound quality too. The consistency is a really important factor in podcasts. You know, feel free in the in the chat. Like if you have a thought or if there's something about podcasts that you like or you've noticed. You know, throw it in there. I, I, I love to hear responses. I'm assuming that everybody that's here listens to podcasts. I do. Even I, even if I have to do it for work, I still have seven shows a week that I always check in on. I probably listen to an hour, hour and a half of audio a day like most podcast listeners. So the, the sound quality has got to be good. And that's really easy. You got to have the right mic. And if you've not, not been to my site here, dannyosman.com slash resources, I keep a running list of things that I use, things that I recommend people use. So the mic that I recommend here, Audio-Technica ATR2100, you can go to the site, you can click on it and buy it. It's the one I'm using right now. This is the old version. The new version I think is a slightly different silver color, but it's the same thing. It's a good microphone. It's a USB microphone that also has a regular XLR input for, for normal interfaces and mixing boards and things like that, but you can connect it directly into your computer as well through the USB cable. And it's a microphone that sounds good in most rooms. It sounds good on most people's voices. And it doesn't pick up a lot of background noise, which is very important for most podcasters. And yeah, Donna says again, she didn't realize how important sound quality was until she listened to a few podcasts the other day. Stopped listening to a popular one because she just couldn't get through it. Yeah, I mean think about it. People listening for half an hour, there's things like if if someone has an s that is too powerful, that can give people headaches. That's why we actually have a plugin called a deesser that removes s's to make it easier for people to listen to. So once you get the right mic, you got to have the right recording level too. And I'll show you a picture here, you, you know, in most of the recording software like Audacity or even in I could open up my um, system preferences here in Apple, I think you guys can see this. There's an input level meter right there in Apple's. So the idea is that when you're getting set up and you start recording, you want to hit a level that's usually right about 75%, two thirds of the way up the recording level meter. Okay, that's what we like to call the Goldilocks zone. Some some software, like this is a representation of Pro Tools, which is the one that I use and and recommend for a lot of people, actually has that yellow to be like, this is the good level. You want to go right above green, hitting in the yellow. If you get to orange, that means caution, slow down. If you get to red, that's bad. Okay, red means stop. (laughs) Universal symbol for stop, red. So you want to have a good recording level. That's really important as well. And this lets me get back to my tab here. John "John has a decent mic, but he has to be up close and use a pop filter. Yeah, pop filter is really important. You can see the way I have this one here. It's about four inches from my mouth. I've got it off axis, so it's not directly into my face. And it's a little bit below my... Level here, so you guys can see my face and it still is working fine. It ends up getting in the way of your view. Yeah, sometimes if you have the ones that <laughs> hang down, things like that, it can it can be a big deal and can get in your way. And then finally, in terms of sound quality, quiet is important. You'll see lots of podcasters. They start out recording in their closet because the closet, like you see in my room, I have all these panels up that are professional. Audio acoustic panels. I have stuff above my head as well, hanging from the ceiling. But that's because I have to work all the time. You know, I've got my monitors here. And you can do that with a closet. You can do that by hanging some drapes on the walls that are nice and look good. And you can open and close, having carpet on the floor, things like that. So it's really easy, quiet inside and outside the room is pretty important to get it as quiet as you can. But there's software that you can pull noise out of your recording. So get it as quiet as you can. I know some people, you, you're just going to live in a place where you can't. And sometimes that can add charm. You know, if there's, you hear sirens go by outside or people honking and things like that, that can say, oh, this is a urban dweller or something like that. You know, it just depends. Okay, so sound quality. So far, we've talked about big mistakes. Don't think it's going to go viral. Don't obsess over all the nitty gritty details. Just get started. And don't have bad sound quality. Like you've got to have good sound quality, or people just aren't going to stick around. Content is king, but they'll last three weeks if they can't listen to it. The next thing is shiny object syndrome. If you've, if you've ever heard this term, it means like there's always something new. There's always some announcement. You know, just this past week, Apple Podcasts came out with. Uh, a new thing. They've come out of their Podcast Connect beta. So we're getting new analytics and now you can set up subscriptions to your show where subscribe actually will mean people will pay you to listen and things like that. So there's always things changing. There's, you know, Libsyn, you can see my tab right here, which I just covered up. Libsyn is getting ready to release Libsyn 5, which is a new user interface for their thing. Always new stuff, okay? So what you have to watch out for is you got to find a system that works and stick with it. In in the the coaching that I do and the teaching that I do, I say, you know, get this mic, use this software because it's not changing a lot and it's always gonna be pretty stable. And once you get it stable, once you get it working, don't change it. And that's why I say here, don't update, okay? Apple, you know, which I'm uh, on a, a MacBook Pro right here, every day, there's a, uh, updates are ready, do you wanna install them? Don't. Unless something has stopped working, stay stable because what's going to happen is you update from Sierra to, to El Capitan to what, what is the one now? Big Sur or whatever. I forget what the latest one is. And then later that morning, you have an interview scheduled and you turn things on and you open up Zoom or you open up Riverside.fm or Squadcast to record your interview and nothing is working. You can't figure out why they can't hear you. You can't hear them. Where's your mic? It's no longer in the computer as a selection. That's what happens. And that's why I say don't update once you get something stable. Try to avoid shiny object syndrome. And like with, with our clients, I send out a couple of emails a month where I tell people about here here's some new things you could check out. I've checked it out and I think this is a good thing. Or here's a new tool you could use, or here's the, the stuff that's coming to Apple. I wanted to go through it first and kind of give you an idea. I had a situation today where I have a client who's launching, and we were connecting their podcast to Apple Podcasts, which we're going to actually talk about in the next bullet point. And he went through the, the signup process based on my instructions. And Apple, of course, has changed everything since this announcement this week. And so none of the stuff he was doing made sense and it didn't work and he couldn't do it. And so I went in there and took a look at it and I basically had to say to him, hey, let's pause on this until Monday. I'll get back to you. I'm going to do this myself and we'll see how it's working and then I can talk you through it because they changed the whole system. So, you know, that happens. That's why once it's working, stay still. <laughs> try, and, try and stay there. So how many of you have experienced that? the shiny object syndrome and and been frustrated. I mean, it's something that because I've been working in engineering and, and and dealing with technology for a long time now that I've gotten used to and I can kind of keep an eye out for, but I know that's like that's a big frustration for a lot of people. Okay. So yeah. So let's talk about now let's get into some nitty-gritty stuff here. Okay. The cover art, the trailer episode the RSS feed, and directories. This is probably the biggest technical mistake that most people make when they're trying to start on their own. Okay, You can't miss these four things. If you don't do these four things, and I'll I'll explain to you what they are, you can't create an RSS feed. You can't get onto Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts unless you have done this stuff. So I'll have people that they set stuff up on their own. They get a Libsyn account or they get a Podbean account or a Buzzsprout account and they set stuff up and they put out an episode and they publish it. And two days later, they're checking Apple Podcasts. Why is my podcast not there yet? They're checking Overcast. They're checking CastBox, all these apps. They're checking Spotify. Why is my podcast not there yet? I I, I published it. But they miss the fact that you've got to connect with those directories. So, let me let me explain cuz some po- podcast hosting platforms will actually require these. So first of all, you've got to have podcast cover art, okay? This is that square image that you see with every podcast, okay? It's minimum 1400 by 1400 pixels up to 3000 by 3000 pixels. It's really great to have your face on it, it's great to have your title, but you've got to have that. If you don't have that, Apple will say you don't have that. We can't connect you. You have to have a trailer episode. And the reason I say this is, you know, a lot of people will launch their podcast and they just start putting out episodes or they haven't connected it to the directory. Well, the trailer episode is this nice short episode that explains, you know, I have a script that I give people where it explains, hey, this is what this podcast is. This is what inspired it. It comes out every Monday. We're going to talk about these things. It's two to three minutes. It's a trailer. It's a preview And if you can put that episode up onto your RSS feed that you've created when you create a hosting platform, media host platform account, then you have an episode for the directories to find. And the directories are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. All those places are different podcast directories. And those podcast directories, you have to connect your RSS feed to. So what you do is you 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 log into Apple and you say, hey, here's my RSS feed. And then Apple pings your RSS feed. And if they don't see cover art, they'll say, oh, there's no cover art, we can't do this. We can't verify it. If there's no episode there, they say, well, there's nothing for us to pull, so we can't connect you. So that's why it's really important to have all these things, to have the art, because it's gonna be required, to have an episode that you can release without starting to release all of your episodes, to have the RSS feed created when you create like a Libsyn account or a Buzzsprout account or a podcast.co account or a Red Circle account. And then you have to connect to the directories because if you're not connected to Apple, if you're not connected to Google, if you're not connected to Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, no one can listen. (laughs) No one can listen to your podcast, so you want to have that. Yeah. I mean, John, you can definitely put out your first episode. That's fine too. I can talk about launches. A lot of people have misconceptions of what a podcast launch should be. It used to be that, oh yeah, you want to release like six episodes and then tell people about it so that they have something to listen to. Well, you can do that. That's fine. There's no statistical evidence actually that that matters to people, not you don't get more listens, you don't get more people subscribing, you don't get more people sticking around. So you don't have to do that. But you also have situations like this where like my client today where you know we were going to get him up on Apple and he should have been up there by now, but there's an issue. There's a Apple changed something and it's not working the way it's supposed to. So if if we'd had a launch date today and we'd run ads and and mentioned it all over his website and his social media, it would have been a major problem. So, a lot of times I tell people, you know, launch, get everything connected, get everything out there. People will start to find it, but then you can, like we'll talk about in a little bit, you can use those people to help you build an audience. So, it can be like a rolling launch. Yeah. Yeah. John, base description and art that sits first in Spotify before the first episode. Yeah that's that's really great the description is key that's one of the things you need as well your title is important but yeah the cover art and and all this stuff you, you have to have it to really get connected into those directories okay so let's talk about since you know john has told us a little bit about his first episode i want to i want to talk to you about early episodes okay and some of this is my opinion but also some of this is actually important to build an audience and I want to show you something. Okay, so the way podcast listeners behave is that they find a show and then a lot of them, a good significant chunk will actually go back to the beginning. So if they find you at episode 40, episode 90, episode 20, they will go back and listen to every single episode. And that's just how they behave and I'll show you, you know, I have modest numbers for a podcaster. But if you look at this, let me move the chat over for a second. So, you know, my latest episodes that just came out, that's where you'll see the most downloads. Like this is the last three months, February, March, and April, and then the total downloads for those episodes. So as people subscribe and they get notified or the content gets pushed to them, they download it right away and they listen to it. But if I go back, you'll notice 2, three, four, 10, 5, 7, 8, Um, Let's go all the way back to episode one here. All the way back to my episode one. Like, Look at this from February. I had 25 people download this episode from 2018. And I have low numbers for my podcast because I don't promote it. It's more one of those things where I try stuff out and I test things because I'm a podcast producer. I have clients where they have hundreds of downloads for episodes that are two years old. 500, thousands of downloads for episodes that are two years old. Because people find them at episode 200 and they go back to the beginning. So that's why your first episodes really need to be important and high quality and and deliver a certain message. So here's what I like to do with those early episodes, okay? And this is just my opinion, but I find that it works really well. Episode one, so this is the trailer episode is like a two to three minute episode. Episode one, and it ha- the trailer episode actually has a sp- specific designation that you can tell Apple that this is a trailer episode and they will put it at the top of your feed when people find you so that people can listen to that first. Episode one is like your first full episode, first 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 minute episode, however long you want to do it. And this would be where you tell your story. You tell where you came from. You tell what has gotten you to this point. You tell people why you're here a little bit. You tell them why you've decided to to do a podcast. Episode two is more on why are you doing this podcast, okay? And then telling them here's what to expect. So this is like a bigger version. These two episodes of your trailer episode. Why are you here? You know what are you going to teach people? What are you going to share? What are you going to talk about? Who's going to be on your show? Things like that okay, to get people really into, okay, here's what this podcast is. They've read the title, they've read the description, maybe they've listened to the trailer episode. Those first two episodes, you want them getting into, wow, I really like this person, I like their story, I like where they've come from, I can tell they're the real deal, and then I know what they're gonna do to help me, and then episode three, four, five, six, whatever you wanna do, talk about the three biggest problems you've faced, problems you've solved, the questions you get all the time from clients, give them value, lots of value in those early episodes so that people then now stick around, okay? Because you might be having people that find you on uh, episode 35 because, or maybe they found you, they heard you interviewed on someone else's show and you said, hey, go check out my podcast and they come check out your podcast and they listen to episode 40 and they're like, well, okay, that was really interesting. Let me go back. I'm gonna go back to episode one. And you'll usually see that almost across the board. I I do a a quarterly stats review for all of our clients. And every single quarter, I go back and check. And I see 10, 20, 30, 100, 500, 1,000 people going back and listening to at least those first five episodes. And then a lot of the time, it's more. It's all 200 that people have done or all 90 or all 80 or 50 or whatever, wherever they're at. Okay. So how many of you have done that with a podcast? here. How many people have you have done that where you found a podcast and went all the way back to the beginning and and not binge listened but went all the way through and caught up. And you know, that's a good question John about how much if if people don't go all the way back, how much time should you reinforce the beginning stuff? I would say that, you know, if you follow my format of tell your story, tell people why the podcast exists and then start the common questions, you're probably gonna come back to those common questions a lot. And then you'll reference like your own story, like, hey, this is why I got here and this is why I'm doing this. It's uh, it's one of those things, yeah, Donna says yes, and Vicki, yep, all the time. I do it all the time still, and I don't have as much time because I'm listening to all these podcasts just through work. But yeah, you're always gonna be talking about you know what made you, why you got here, because that's why people like you as the host, right? That is why they keep coming back. They connect with you. They like you. They trust you. That's why they're there. That's why it's important in those first few episodes to really let them know who you are, how you help, and, and, and really solve some problems right away for them or share some important stuff. Like You can do it. I, I know one show, and uh, if you listen to my podcast, you heard me give this example a few episodes back where it's a show about watches. I love watches, vintage watches, all, all types of watches. I've got my grandfather, my great-grandfather's pocket watch back there on the shelf and it still works. It's beautiful. It's an Elgin from the late 1800s. And this watch podcast, their first few episodes were like, hey, here's who we are. Here's how we have discovered watches and why we like them. And then episode three was like, here's how watches work. And four was, here's the main brands. And then here's... Number 5 here's the like the history of the development of wristwatches like it was it was standard stuff like that that really got people into oh okay I get it I get why this is important okay cool so yeah we're go- doing good on time here at 234 we'll have plenty of time for questions so next biggest mistake and this may re- relate a little bit to the first one is that a lot of people just give up too soon like I was telling you about my client that he was you know 6 months into this and just felt like no one was talking back And then I pointed out the number of people listening (laughs) and the growth trajectory that he was on. Because, you know, podcasters, you want to see, actually, it's probably this way for you guys. You want to see a steady growth like this. It's never hockey stick, it's always steady growth. And a lot of podcasters will see this and they'll, you know, need to shake some things up. But he was seeing climbing and he was, you know, giving them a lot of value. And it was really valuable it was easy for people to find his show and so he's getting a lot of downloads and i had to say i was like i think it would be the worst mistake in the world for you to stop right now because these people are here they are listening to everything they are spending time with you now is the time to ask them for stuff now is the time to ask them what they need ask them to send you questions really get the feedback from them and engagement from them because that's where you know, they're going to buy your products, you're going to sign up for your things, they're going to attend events. So you can't give up too soon. And we actually have a, a term for this. It's called pod fade. And it usually happens right around episode 10 to 15. You know, the, working on a podcast is work. It's, you know, an hour of recording and setting up and, and, and then there's booking guests, and if you're doing all the work yourself with editing and putting, you know, it, it's maybe a good two hours, three hours a week for a lot of people. So it's, it's gotta be a commitment. You've gotta commit for six months or more, like I said earlier, even if you have to DIY it, because that consistency compounds. That community gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's a community full of people that really know you and really trust you because they've spent hours with you and they are your friend. Okay, it's really referral marketing because if you then tell them to do something, they think of you as a friend saying, hey, you know, check this out or try this out. Well, yeah, I trust you, I'll do that. I mean, I have examples. The, the growth of my business is solely responsible. Um, not solely responsible, but it it stems from two of the mentors that I have that I heard on podcasts and started you know, working with them as coaches or buying their courses and things like that and my business has grown from a you know full-time job of a five figure um business to a multi six figure business because I've listened to those things and I met them you know heard of them on podcasts you build a community okay and that's the key with a podcast is you don't see communities building as quickly from a blog you don't see them building from a youtube channel you see that happen with a podcast you see that you see email list growth from a podcast because people trust you and they stick and then you know the biggest mistake that a lot of people make and it's not a it's not a killer mistake it's not the end is that they try to launch without an audience they don't build up something beforehand And they launch and it's crickets, and then they don't have anyone to help them share it. They try to go with their friends and their family, and it it just doesn't work. And then they get to episode 10, the 15, and they give up. So, like, there's just no one cares. Well, if you'd found a little bit of an audience first, someone would care. And so you do that in several ways. Excuse me. Okay. So, the first way to do that is to start borrowing audiences. You are most likely thinking about a podcast because you're either an expert at something, you really like something, you like talking about something, you have a business that you want to support with content marketing or referral marketing because you know it's the long term investment side of the marketing and you've got to do this. <clears throat> if you, and some people talk about small pebbles and big rocks. So, like your social media posts are your small pebbles, your podcasts, Episodes every week. Those are small pebbles. You've got to keep throwing those small pebbles in the water. And then occasionally, you like me, you do a training like this and you throw a big rock in the water. <clears throat> because as you know, like when we finish this, I'm going to have an opportunity for you guys. That's just the way this works. I've, I've got something I'll, I'll share with you, but you have to keep doing that. Okay. And you want to borrow audiences. So if you're an expert at something already, you could probably start getting interviewed on podcasts because you've written a book or you've <clears throat> got a website or you have an agency or you have clients that you work with. You know that you're an expert and you can talk about things. So you've got to get on other podcasts. And there's a easy way to do that. If you email me, if you reply to one of my emails, I will make sure you get connected to a publicity pack that I have that's available that shows you how to create a press sheet and how to get booked on <clears throat> booked on other podcasts, how to send a pitch email to a podcaster that they'll actually respond to. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a tickle. So you borrow audiences, you go on those other shows, and if you've started to create a podcast, you tell people on those shows, hey, you should check out my podcast rather than telling them, hey, download this thing that I've created, give me your email address. You know, those listeners trust the host, they don't trust you yet. And if you ask them for their email address, they're going to be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I really need that. But if you say, hey, you know, go check out this episode of my podcast or go um, to my website and, and, and look at my podcast the first couple episodes. This is why we're talking earlier about rolling launch. Like, Get some episodes out there even if nobody knows about it. Because then you can drive people to it. You can say, hey, check this out. Because most likely when they go listen to your episodes... They're gonna say, hey, okay, this really helps. Like I I like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this show out. <clears throat> they start listening and you've got an audience. Okay. Now, also, as you build that audience, whether it's, you know, if you have a little bit of an email list now, if you have a little bit of a social media following, you tell them about your podcast. They start listening. Okay. So you've built this little audience. <clears throat> you've built this little audience up. Maybe it's 50 downloads a week. Maybe it's 100 downloads a week. Maybe it's 150. Maybe you've got 400 people on your email list. Maybe you've got 1,000, maybe you got got 100. You can then go to those people and you can say to them, hey, over this next week, I would really appreciate it if you would help me by being on my launch team. I'm gonna officially launch this podcast with a really big bang. And you know, if you join this launch team, you'll get to win, you have a chance to win some Amazon gift cards or something like that, give them a benefit. And then when they join, you say, okay, here are some social media posts you could send out to your list or your network or people. Here's an email you could send out to friends and family. Really, what I want you to do is subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I want you to rate and review it and then just share about this podcast. And that little bit of a push doubles your size of your audience. Okay? And then when it's doubled and you're talking on your episodes every week and you're saying, Hey, if I helped you today, I'd really appreciate it if you shared this episode with someone who it would benefit or share it with your friends and family. Those listeners, because they trust you at this point, they will start doing that. Okay. And then again, you're using your audience to grow. They are the ones that trust you already. So you want them to help you share it. Okay. And then finally, you've got the big marketing rocks that I was talking about. Things like trainings, this is, I will show you here on my resources list, there is a great book down here called Launch, A Guide to Selling Almost Anything. It was written by Jeff Jeff Walker, the creator of Product Launch Formula. Get this book because this is how most internet launches are done. He talks through a thing called pre-launch content, where you do a, a three-piece content, whether it's three videos or three blog posts or three podcast episodes or whatever, <clears throat> where you're helping people and you post them in social media, you send them out to your email list, but it's in a concentrated period of time and it creates some buzz and people start to share it. And then at the end of those things, you just ask people, hey, if you're selling a course, you sell the course. Or if you want them to check out your podcast, you say, hey, if this training really helped you, kind of like this webinar today, I'd love for you to check out my podcast because every week we cover these things and stuff like that. So check that out. And that's kind of your idea of a big marketing rock. It's something that creates buzz and gives you a big push in your audience. If you get v- invited to speak on a virtual summit, maybe doing a summit yourself, use those types of things to drive people to your podcast audience anytime you have an opportunity like that. <clears throat> and let's see what John um, I feel like as a new po- uh, new podcaster it can feel like it's filled with a lot of doubt on if what you're doing is just like spinning to the wind or what you're so far away from personal satisfaction. And I have a network, but I want to be better, faster and be less ugly. Yeah, everybody, you you want it to happen fast. But with a podcast, like I said, it's that long term investment. I should have charged for this. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, this is stuff I talk about all the time. So I like to, I like to share it out there and get it out there because Hands down, these seven things. And what I will do is for those of you that got the, you'll get the replay, but I will, this is a tool called Workflowy. I'll, I'll print this out as a PDF that you, you will get as well to make sure you have it. Because, yeah, if you can avoid these things, you, you really can move a lot faster in the podcasting world. Cause these are the things that people run into, the roadblocks that, They hit them and they get frustrated. And then like, man, I have to spend another two hours next week working on this podcast and I don't feel like people are listening. And a podcast is weird because you're talking to nothing, right? And you don't know if people are listening and you can see the numbers, but maybe they're not talking back. And that's why I tell people really early on, you have to ask them to talk back. That's why I said it up here, thinking your podcast, finding your audience and talking to your audience. Because if you're not talking to them, I had a client that was kind of a professor and did like 30 episodes on a topic. And it was just teaching, 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 teaching. And they were wondering, well, why is nobody reviewing my show? Why is nobody asking questions? And I had to remind them, well, you have to ask them to. You have to let them know that's an option. You have to give them your email address. You have to tell them where uh, your SpeakPipe link is so that they can record a voicemail. And things like that. So it's it's about that. And I don't, you know, I really don't like the the setbacks and I don't like the roadblocks for people. So I have a way that I can help you with go- you guys with that. Would you give me just a few minutes here to to walk through something with you? I, I want to show you that I have for you. <clears throat> Let me show you this. Okay. This is something that I do. It's called the podcast. Launch Intensive. Donna, who's here, actually was a part of it and, you know, is here because she wanted to get more information. And I do this and it's 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 sort of a guided course. It's a little bit live. It's a little bit self-guided. But here's what you get in the Podcast Launch Intensive. It's basically 60 days and you'll have a podcast launched. If you're thinking about doing it, even if you've just started, this is a great way to... to make sure everything's set up right and you're doing it the right way. What you get is my direct input on your podcast name, the description, the branding, all around your personal branding, your business branding, your podcast itself. We talk through the exact equipment and software you should use when you're starting up and how to use it. Okay, It's actually step-by-step and I'll show you some um, video snippets or clips from images from inside the course itself. I give you the exact hosting service you should use and how to use it. I show you how to set it up to make sure you're in the right categories, to make sure you're finding the people that you're set up in the right destinations and directories and all the things that connect your podcast to the world. And I will personally listen to your first episodes and offer you feedback on them. Okay? You don't Often get that opportunity to have someone that listens to this many episodes, so we go through that, and I make sure you, you sound good. I make sure that it's working for people, that it's engaging, and all that sort of stuff. So this is a look inside here. This is all in Kajabi, <clears throat> where we've got you know pre-course information, what you need to buy, what you need to get set up with. We do weekly Q and so we put those in there. You know, you've got eight weeks of you know how to launch and create. A podcast like how to set it up your branding what you do each week production stuff the equipment the software all that sort of stuff and this is a look inside each of these modules has all the information the steps that you need to do each week and then there are very detailed videos with screenshot with everything from inside the software how to connect things all that sort of stuff okay and then we have communication in Slack. So we have a Slack channel, we have a QA and a call each week, but we also have these Slack channels where you can share your content, you can share the stuff you're working on, you can get feedback, you can ask questions, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> so here's the plan. This is how this works. Okay, each week, you get a specific manageable execution plan that helps you launch your show. And it's bite-sized. So it's three or four or five things that you have to do each week of these eight weeks. You have unlimited access to me and my team. So Megan, my director of operations, we have our marketing people in there. We have our web development people, graphics people, um, editors and things like that. Any question we have, any problem we have, you have, you're gonna have someone that can take care of it. We meet on live calls on Friday like this, usually at three or 4 p.m. We check with the group to make sure it's something that's gonna work. And this will be May and June on Zoom, okay, and there are replays. And those replays are available to you forever. So last time I did this, I had a couple people that they didn't have time to start now, but they were gonna be there for the calls. They were gonna go through the videos, see what they needed to do so that they could do it this summer, which is when they had time. And then you get an individual call with me before launch because I want to make sure I want to go in and screen share with you and make sure everything is set up right. There's nothing missing. There's no questions you have. I want to hear about what you're planning on. All that sort of stuff. You get all this stuff here. So a lot of the stuff I talked about, packs and templates and scripts and all that sort of stuff, you get it. Marketing templates and scripts, episode scripts. Launch and pitch email sequences, press sheet templates, legal document templates. That's really important. You know, interview releases and things like that. SEO guides, how to do better SEO, email list, how to grow your email list, and a monetization plan. Okay. How are you going to make money off this podcast? And then here are the call dates for this next segment. It's actually going to start the first week of May, May 7, 14, 21, 28. June 4, 11, 18, and 25. And I know um, Memorial Day is somewhere in there. We will have a call that Friday before Memorial Day. But of course, there's always a replay. So you can always come back to it. And in Slack, we have it set up so that you can actually submit your questions ahead of the call so that your question can get answered on the call and then you can see it. So here's everything in a nutshell. You know, 60 days to launch, direct input, equipment, all that sort of stuff. We're going to meet on live calls. We got Zoom. We got Slack. We got all the stuff in Kajabi. You get all those things, the templates, scripts, plans, guides, all that stuff. And here's the cost. Three payments of $397 or a one-time payment of $997. Actually, you save close to $200 if you do that. Okay. There's only 10 spots. Available. I like this so that I can have individual attention. We can talk on the QA calls. It's not 50 people and you know, only three people get their questions answered. I really want people to learn. So let me bring the chat back up here. I don't think you guys. Yeah, Donna says great course. I appreciate that, Donna. I wanted to go back up here. John's last comment here. It has to be a love for you. That's that's true a podcast can't be something you don't have fun doing <laughs> or you can't you know you can't talk about something that you don't love or that you don't really understand um, or know or an expert at because you're going to run out of stuff to say and i've had that i've i had a couple of podcasts i was like oh i want to do this podcast and i had this great idea and i did like 5 episodes of them cuz i was like yeah i kind of said everything i wanted to say i left it out there <clears throat> but i've done close to 90 episodes of my uh, Podcast Strategies podcast now because I like talking about it. And there's always new stuff. There's always new stuff happening. So I'm here right now. I'm going to stick around. It is... What time is it now? 2.54. 2.54. I don't have anywhere to be, so I can answer any questions you have right now. About the stuff we talked about, the mistakes, I can answer questions about the podcast launch intensive. Yeah, David says it was great course. Ah, yeah, David, I didn't see you pop in. Made his audio and relaunch. David was a podcaster who already had a show and was doing a new show and went through this to get help. So John asks, should you pay and secure your intro music versus using something without a license approval? So John, I don't know if you are still here, you might still be, but there is something we we call pod safe music. You have to have licensed music because now, now that Spotify is in the game, it wasn't as much of a problem with Apple, but Spotify, just like YouTube, has built-in protection for copyrighted music. And so if you decided, hey, I, you know, I really like this police song or I really like this Taylor Swift song, y- you shouldn't use it because it will get pulled and your podcast will get kicked off Spotify. And Spotify is a really important place to be. It's really the huge growth in podcasting in the last two years is is a response. It's responsible. Pod, Spotify is responsible for it because of all the young people that are now listening to podcasts. So I use tools like audiojungle.net, premium Beat, where you can go and get Music that composers have created for things like podcasts or background for training videos, corporate training videos, and things like that. And on those sites, you can search like, I want something that sounds like this, this artist with guitars and is inspiring and blah, blah, blah. And it will present hundreds and you can go through and you can buy them. And they're generally, you know, a standard license that you can use in perpetuity is $25. So that's that's the best way to do it. And John said you're interested. Yeah. So we start May 3rd again, three payments of 397. So you'll actually be done and launched before you make your third payment. Or you can save a couple hundred dollars by doing the one time 997. And again, it's me every week, it's my team every week, it's in Kajabi, you have access to it all time, and our Slack channel actually will have people who've been through the course before, so you're not just getting the people that are currently in it with you but you're getting people that have been through it and will give you feedback on things so these will be podcasters who are have already started up and are moving forward okay donna wants me to talk a little bit more about the rolling launch so the idea would be that it doesn't have to be centered on a certain date okay i kind of like people to start out and you know tell put the the trailer out there and people will just organically start to find it through searching in a podcast app. And then you do that and then you talk to your current email list, you talk to your social media followers, you talk to your friends and family and you get them interested in listening. And so you build up 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 people that are listening. So maybe you get five, six, seven, eight, episodes released to this tiny audience the smaller audience and then you ask that audience to help you with a bigger launch the launch team like we go through in this intensive the doing the product launch formula style launch where you over a, a period of a week you're getting a bunch of reviews you're getting this the following in social media for these trainings or videos you're releasing and you're also getting those people that are on the launch team to share this with their networks and that's more of the bigger launch after you've done sort of a soft launch or a rolling launch or whatever you want to call it but that's what i like to see that's what i like to see now remember if you're switch back over to there if you're still here and you have a question just go ahead and pop it into the chat i don't see any in the q a panel here but yeah if you have any more questions so just a reminder all of this stuff is included In the podcast launch intensive you'll have a podcast in 60 days or less some people are faster i've done this in 30 days with some people you get to hear from me directly we talk exact equipment software hosting service how to set it up how to use it all that sort of stuff you get me and my team listening to your first episodes where each week in kajabi you're going to see that exact list of four things you need to do, five things you need to do this week. Come up with an idea for a title, answer these questions to get an idea of who you want to talk to, who your ideal listener is, things like that. Unlimited access to me and the team and past participants in Slack, weekly live call for Q&A. And we use that Q&A call as more of a check-in. So you, we put it at the end of the week so that you can go through that week's stuff and then you know you've, what you have questions for, so we put it at the end of the week. We can a, we can answer those questions and keep. And then we'll do that on Zoom. So it's really easy for you. Do get an individual call with me, and then you get all of these templates and scripts. Okay, and I've already got the dates set there. So just go to slash pli and you can sign up there. You got the two options: three payments of three ninety-seven or one time nine ninety-seven save. And there are only 10 spots. I appreciate you all being here. Please take a look at the podcast launch intensive. I would love to see you in there. I would love to help you launch your podcast. And thank you again for joining me today.